G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, just recently we've been talking about the issue of halal. You know, when you arrive at the supermarket or the butcher shop and there's a sign that says halal, which means that the meat has been killed in a certain way, facing Mecca and uh, with a number of other uh, ways that the Islamic uh, religion demands that food is killed. And just recently we were talking to Kiralee Smith, who has a website called Halal Choices, who raised some very controversial issues. Kiralee is back with us today to talk through some of those controversial issues. Hello, Kiralee. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Kiralee, last time we were talking, we talked about halal and those signs we see at the supermarket or at the butcher shop, and they're just everywhere. And one of the things you raised with me at the time was that the money raised by having that ability to be accredited by halal is used by a local mosque. You've been concerned how the money finds its way into the hands of people who may well be undermining the freedom and liberty we have in Australia. Yes, that's correct, Neil. I did mention that here in Australia, most of the certification agencies are operated by mosques. And at, at the very basic level, I think it's... I love Australia that we have the freedom to practice any religion we like. My heart's desire as a Christian is that all people would come to know the freedom, the liberty and the love of Jesus Christ. But... I know his, one of his core values is to give people the freedom of that choice. But in a mosque, you, um, the moment you walk in the door, there's segregation, separation of men and women. Women are usually asked to veil, cover their head. Uh, there's discrimination between Muslims and non-Muslims. And, uh, and in some mosques in this country, there's also, also things like polygamy practiced, apostasy laws, uh, uh, put into place where if a Muslim wants to change their religion to Christianity, they're persecuted um, in many different ways. And we know that around the world, many, many Christians are persecuted on that level. But we have found out uh, overseas in a number of different countries that the money directly ends up in the hands of terrorists. It has not yet been proven here in Australia. We are asking the government to have an inquiry into where the money goes. So that's one of our main goals for this year. But last year in Canada, for instance, it was discovered that IRFAN, the Islamic Relief Fund, uh, is a, you know, its fund is a charity. It's providing food and shelter uh, for poor Muslims around the world, which is great, and I don't have a problem with that. However, it was discovered that MAC, the Muslim Association of Canada, which derives a lot of its fee, uh, funding sorry, from halal certification in Canada, was funneling millions and millions of dollars to this Irfan charity. It was then discovered through investigation that $14.8 million from that charity ended up in the hands of Hamas. And that was all 
uh, terrorist activity, it's especially directed towards Israel. So there's nothing proven about where Australian money goes, but what you're saying is the international precedents that are set should be a should be raising a concern amongst authorities as to where the money is going, which charities it's being funneled into. Yes, exactly. That's right. We we have very legitimate concerns and there, there has been no investigation into these things and very little transparency when it comes to looking at the books of these organisations. Of course, uh, when we talk about halal as a tax, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of you know fair-minded thinking Australians who would have quite significant objections to the idea of paying a tax to Islam, but that really is the way it works. Yes, absolutely. Mark Jury wrote an excellent book called The Third Choice, and that third choice is all about dimitude. And dimitude is the third choice after jihad, after conversion, for the way Muslims can deal with non-Muslims. So throughout history, dimitude has been a way of getting non-Muslims to pay, sorry, to pay money uh, to keep their heads, basically. It's a head tax. And that's um, it's very well documented in Sharia law, Islamic law, and uh, that, you know it's quite in depth and detailed. But halal certification schemes are definitely one outworking, uh, creative way of how uh, the current Islamic leaders are extracting this fee from non non-Muslim people around the world. What do you say to people who say, oh, Kiralee, you're crazy. That could never happen here in Australia. Uh, the head tax, I mean, you know, uh, be beheaded if you're a Christian in an Islamic-run or, uh, country, uh, that could never happen here. Uh, what do you say to people who say that it just wouldn't ever happen in Australia? Yeah, well, I mean, I really hope that, that uh, people wouldn't be beheaded here in Australia. However, you know, there are... There are unfortunate examples and stories of, um, of violence linked to Sharia law concepts here in Australia. However, when it comes to this halal in particular, um, it's, this is a, almost a $3 trillion industry worldwide now. You have countries like Brunei that uh, traditionally invest in oil, have now branched into halal certification schemes because of the amount of money that is to be made. So I think like anyone where you can avoid violence, that will happen because they're, all, they're satisfying Sharia law by getting us to fund their religious practices. Do ordinary Muslims who appear to be quite peace-loving and uh, good Australian citizens, do ordinary Muslims understand that's the way halal works? Um, I think some do, but I think many don't. I think that there definitely is an ignorance. There is a deliberate, um, deliberate scheme, I guess, going on where companies that pay this halal certification tax must sign non-disclosure forms. They're not allowed by uh, the contract law to disclose how much they're paying in fees. Uh, it's very secretive and it's unregulated. So I think that the majority of Muslims who are, as you said, peace-loving and good citizens here in Australia are not aware of the full extent of what is going on. So it's like any tax that we might pay to a government. It starts off perhaps uh, small, nobody says anything much about it. Uh, the tax continues to increase and before you know it, uh, there's a huge amount of money raised which is going into the establishment of, of this other religion. That's right. Well, it's been reported uh, last month that 
there, there was abattoirs in Queensland and right around Australia that were having to pay up to $27,000 just to have Islamic certifiers come and visit and inspect their premises. And that's before any cattle were even slaughtered. There's reports that the cattle cost about $35 a head. That's the tax. That's a fee that has to go to that Islamic organisation. So MUI is a massive Indonesian uh, Islamic organisation and uh, it's, it's currently in the news that uh, there's these extortion rackets happening right here, right now in our country. So as a fair-thinking, uh, fairly balanced-minded Christian, uh, what sort of position should you take on this issue of halal and how do you in fact take any action if you decide you need to do something to say, hang on, enough is enough? I think the best way is to ask your local politician to uh, support an inquiry into where does the money go. And secondly, I think uh, get some information, visit Halal Choices website and others that, that may be around and, and become informed so that you can have discussions with your family and friends, but more importantly, the companies. I've found that many of the companies are actually unaware of what's going on. It's sold to many of them that... Um, Muslims need this certification and non-Muslims won't be offended by it. And if you don't pay this certification, we will uh, label you as racist or bigots. And nobody wants to be ra- uh, labelled those things. And so the companies have been paying um, in some cases that. But I also have stories of much more uh, obvious intimidations and threats. Um, for instance, a uh, a chicken supplier in Western Australia. So he literally just drives the van. He would drive the van to the processing plant. Then he would uh, pick up the chickens that had been halal slaughtered and he would have to deliver them to the takeaway shops. The imam uh, in his area came to him and said, you must now pay $500 a year to be halal certified because you're carrying halal chickens. And he said, well, why do I have to pay that? What, what are you going to do to my van? What do I have to change? And the imam said, you don't have to change anything. You just need to pay me $500. And he said, no way, not on your life. I'm not paying that much money to do nothing. And gradually over the next three years, he was boycotted by all the t- takeaway shops who had been visited and pressured by the imam not to buy this man's uh, chicken anymore. His business obviously slowly dwindled and he was losing a lot of money. So he contacted the imam and asked him or said to him, I don't want to pay this, but I will pay it because I've lost so much business. I think it's a rort and it's an unfair. The imam said, well, you can pay it, but you've got to pay me for the last three years and I'm going to fine you for not being halal certified. Now, that's an illegal practice. This man, however, um, told me that he would not report that to the police because he was afraid because of the stories that he's heard, rightly or wrongly, um, of what the um, the kickback to him might be if he were to report that sort of behaviour. So they're the sort of stories and issues that break my heart. I'm just a mum, a housewife, a mum of three, and um, and accidentally, you know, got into all of this, and um, they're the sort of stories that I'm being told by average Australian businesses. Well, Kira right Lee, right now. there are a lot of people who will be very interested in it. It is very controversial, and I'll point people to your website, which is Halal Choices, at www.halalchoices.com.au. Kira Lee Smith, thank you so much for being with us today on 2020. You're welcome, Neil. Thank you. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.